What up, everybody? I am fresh from Vegas, and there is so much tea. All the vimmers about BravoCon. We're going to be breaking them down. And yeah, I actually went to Vegas over the weekend. We'll get into how it all came to be, because it's all happening. You're listening to No Filter with Zach Peter, your go-to source for all the latest pop culture and reality TVT, surf fresh all week long. Now, let's dive in. Hello, guys. I hope you had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Um, Maybe some of you guys were in Vegas at BravoCon. Maybe some of you guys were conned and you were not there. But I'm here to give you all the tea, all the scoop, everything that you need to know about what was revealed at BravoCon, what was announced at BravoCon, all of it. We're about to break it on down. I hope Zach talks about Jeff Lewis and Crystal Minkoff feud. (gasps) Great point. I don't have that in my notes, but yes, let's talk about the Crystal and the Jeff Lewis and the Heather earrings. Okay. Those are two things that are not in my notes. Heather earrings and Jeff versus Crystal. Crystal meth. No, Crystal Minkoff. Um, I have such an interesting, I like Crystal. I've enjoyed her on the show. I didn't love her on the show last year. She has me blocked on social media for some strange reason. I'm just trying to live my life, okay? Okay, so let's start with Friday, uh, the opening of BravoCon. So the big thing that came out of Friday was probably the Vanderpump Rules trailer. We found out that Vanderpump Rules does return in January, um, which I predicted, and I've kind of already said that I thought that it was either going to be like January or February. I'm assuming Summer House will come back in February. But I did a full Vanderpump Rules recap. That was an episode that I dropped on YouTube and on the podcast yesterday. So you can get that full Vanderpump tea because we have like the, the Ariana and the Sheena beef because apparently Ariana wasn't happy and she thought it was weird. Her and Katie thought it was weird that Sheena ended up hanging up with hanging out with Tom Sandoval up in his hotel room afterwards. And then I don't know at what point she dipped out, but it caused some tension and a rift or it it definitely caused some tension. I don't want to say a rift because I don't think they're like fighting or feuding or had some sort of falling out, but yeah, Jeff Lewis also hosted the ask Andy panel. So every morning Andy Cohen got to come out and there was a moderator. Day one was Jeff Lewis. Um, Rachel Lindsay, I know did day two and I'm not sure who did day three. Someone did day three. Uh, But anyway, point being, Jeff Lewis was talking about Royal Houses of Beverly Hills and said that Crystal didn't even speak in the first episode of Beverly Hills, which is true. We really didn't get much from her. Like she's kind of, or the, the, uh, the, was it the last episode or the the first episode? It was one of the episodes because we've only seen two so far that Crystal didn't have much camera time, which... She didn't. Like, listen, that's why, I mean, that's kind of what everybody's saying. Like, she was, um, and people were also kind of dragging her for her tagline because she's like, they say wisdom comes with age, but I'm proving otherwise. And I didn't think about it until I saw someone on Twitter and they're like, did she basically just call herself dumb because she's saying that wisdom doesn't come with age? I don't know. But I think that um, I'm excited for the new season of Vanderpump Rules. Like I said, I have a full recap that you can go and tune into to get all of the Vanderpump updates. That was kind of day one. It was mostly focused on Vanderpump. And then obviously there was the shade with Jeff Lewis. He threw some shade at Crystal. Then Crystal was doing an interview and she clapped back at Jeff Lewis. And she was like, oh, really? She's like, she called him a cocksucker. And people are like, oh my God, is that, um, is that like a, a a gay slur and I was like I don't I don't know um I I mean I don't know for Crystal being so PC and so sensitive and so like um you know for being so sensitive right because she was violated she uses all these words you would think she'd be a little more mindful of the words that she used so calling Jeff a cocksucker I think she was probably just trying to be cheeky with it and didn't realize I'm not gonna land so people are calling her homophobic I don't think she's homophobic I'm oh, wait, we did see Crystal because her brother was in the episode, right? Wasn't it Crystal and her brother? And they were talking about how he it was Crystal's fault that his marriage ended because something to do with the pandemic and they didn't want him traveling. So yeah, Crystal Minkoff, Crystal Kung Minkoff and Jeff Lewis did not get along. They took some shots at each other. He called her boring. She called him a cocksucker. And listen, both things can be true, right? I mean, Jeff Lewis, I mean, I... 
I assume he enjoys sucking cock. And if he does, good for him. If he like, if that's, I don't enjoy giving blowjobs. Sorry, I know it's a little early in the morning for us to be getting into blowjobs, but I personally don't enjoy giving blowjobs. I have to really be into you. So to me, I'd be like, well, I mean, that doesn't affect me if you call me a cocksucker because I personally don't like sucking cock. But Jeff Lewis may feel differently. And Crystal has been a little boring. I like Crystal her first season, but now I'm kind of like, oh. Then we got into Roni Legacy, okay? Because that was, we got the poster reveal at BravoCon. The women look fire, right? My Roni is on, on. Oh, no. Legacy's on, 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 fire. Legacy on, 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 fire. I think that the trailer that came out and the poster that came out for Roni Legacy had me lit and excited for this new, I was going to say new season. Well, I guess, yeah, new season of Ultimate Girls Trip. It drops December 14th on Peacock. It looks so good. It looks wild. It looks wacky. It looks zany. It looks like there's a lot of slurry Dorinda. We love slurry Dorinda. Lots of drama. Lots of Dorinda and Lou in the trailer. Hardly any of Sonia. We don't really see Sonia do much other than have like a few kooky moments. But like, I don't really remember. She wasn't memorable in the trailer. We see Kristen Takeman. She's in it quite a bit. It looks like she seems to be having it out with Dorinda. And Dorinda told her, which is kind of the moment that everybody's living for. Dorinda told her, um, eagles don't fly with pigeons. So get your crumbs and go. And I was like, ooh, Dorinda coming in with her Dorinda-isms already. It looks good. I don't know anybody that was disappointed with it or thinks that this is not going to be better than the, what do you call it? The Roni reboot. The Roni reboot was fine. It wasn't anything interesting. I wasn't that like jazzed about it. I've been honest with my feelings about it. But I think that Roni Legacy, this ultimate girls trip, looks so good. It's only going to be, what, six episodes? That's all we need. I, I personally don't need, you know, drunk Sonia. We see Ramona in it. At first, I was like, oh, how are they going to do this? Because obviously she wasn't invited. And she wasn't at BravoCon. But she, she looks great in the trailer. She's bringing Ramona there was even a point where she was like, where, where is everybody? We're waiting for you. And it's already 4 p.m. And it's dinner time. And then Kristen's like, didn't you miss her? And Callie looks like she's having a few cuckoo moments as well, taking us back to Crazy Island. There's a pirate. I don't know if it's the same pirate from the original Roni trip out to, um, they're not in Turks and Caicos. Where are they at again? Sorry, I forgot where they, they vacationed for this one. It was a long weekend, guys. It's early in the morning. I already worked out. I'm trying to push through it. But yeah, so we're... Roni Legacy returns December 14th on Peacock. I'm ready for it. Ramona, like I said, was not at BravoCon, but it's interesting that Avery, her daughter, is at BravoCon. And people are like, why is she going to BravoCon? That's like shameless. Like, why is she, you know, she's not embarrassed about her mom. I mean, listen, maybe she doesn't think what her mom does. Here's the other thing. St. Bart's. Yes, that's what St. Bart's. Here's the other thing about Avery going to BravoCon. She didn't just go to crash BravoCon, which she kind of did. I mean, is she a party crasher? We know last year we had Jen Shaw. And Jen Shaw, I remember she was booting, she was booty popping on the dance floor. She was shaking it off before she went to prison. Holla. Um, you know, hanging out with YouTubers in her hotel room until four in the morning. And flexing on that. Oh, how times have changed. But so Avery was there. She was working her booth. Remember, she has her little party planning booth. So she was there working the event. I don't think they can ask her not to come to the event. I mean, optics wise, I just want to know like what people's reaction to seeing her there was like, did people like go up to her and say anything negative? Did she address her mom, you know, being pulled from the BravoCon lineup? She, Ramona also got fired from her real estate company that she was working for. So Ramona's going to have to sit this one. I wonder if they're going to let her do press. In December when, I mean, I'm pretty sure they will. They're going to have her come out, take accountability, apologize, be super media trained, and, you know, use that to promote Roni legacy. The show looks good. And I think the women really bring it. It has the nostalgia. You have the, the relationships. They grill Kristen Takeman about her her husband having an affair. Remember when they found out that he was on Ashley Madison when there was a whole leak and then all the names of the people that were on Ashley Madison came out. And then that's when Kristen left the show. She didn't come back the next season, which I thought was interesting. I'm like, why are we getting rid of Kristen? This Ashley Madison thing actually sounds kind of exciting. And we'll see. They should have brought Heather Holla Thompson on this trip. I think Heather Holla Thompson would have actually made things a little more interesting. But from what I've heard outside of Avery attending BravoCon, I didn't hear any like real drama or scoop with her being there. I just know at first everybody was like taken aback and it was jarring just to see that she even bothered to show up. But she went to promote her her 
event planning business. I don't know how many people, how many new clients she got with it. Or like what the point, like were people that are fans of Bravo, were they really be like, oh yeah, let me book Avery to plan my baby shower. To me, it's just, mm, I don't know. But looking forward to it. Kelly Ben Simone on her panel for Roni Legacy on Sunday revealed that Bethany Frankel invited Kelly Ben Simone to come on the number one podcast in the galaxy regarding reality reckoning. Kelly said, I declined. She said, that she'll, she, she said her response to Bethany was that she'll revisit this in 2025. I don't know what that means. I guess that's in two years. Uh, which, I mean, it's kind of funny. Is there an inside joke on that that I missed that she says she'll revisit it in 2025? Like, why wait two years to respond? Just be like, no, thanks. I'm up here. That's what she should have responded. Bethany, I'm up here and you're down here. I'm on the BravoCon stage. I'm on Ultimate Girls Trip Legacy. I'm relevant. You're not. I'm up here, you're down here. That's how Callie Benzman should have answered that. That would have been a great comeback. Um, Andy threw some shade at Bethany's reality reckoning. It was day one, I think, when he was with Jeff Lewis and somebody asked about Bethany. He he was asked about Bethany and he was asked about Nini. He said that with Nini, there's always room in his heart for everyone. So it was a very PC answer. But then when it came to Bethany, he also gave a very PC answer, but he was just like, listen, reality reckoning, BravoCon is full. Like, listen, the audience loves Bravo. The audience loves these shows. These women love Bravo. These women love these shows. That's why all of the talent continues to come to these events. That's why all of the fans continue to show up at these events. We all like Bravo, and we like Housewives, and we like all these shows. And talent wouldn't continue to sign up for it if they didn't love it. Even in the Vanity Fair article, like, there's the anonymous housewife that everybody's thinking is Heather Gay, who's like, you know, it's like being on the football field, and you know you're going to get tackled, and you know you're going to get beat up, but that's just the game. And you keep signing up and putting on your shoulder pads and getting back out there. It is what it is, you know? He does say that he hopes he got asked a few times. Shout out to Chelsea Stark Jones from The Ringer. Spotify's The Ringer. You know, I'm part of The Ringer team. Um, So, and I get to do recaps with Rachel Lindsay on Fridays for The Ringer on Spotify. And um, Chelsea got to ask Andy about Ultimate Girls Trip Season 4, Morocco, with Caroline and Brandy. And he says that he hopes we get to see it soon. Um, he's like, but right now every, there's so much hype and everybody's excited about legacy. Like imagine trying to get away from scandal and skipping Morocco and forwarding legacy that way, you know, that could be the main focus. And then only to find out that now there's another scandal with Ramona. But I think it would have been challenging, right? Cause if they had released Morocco in December, they would have had to have had the Morocco cast come to BravoCon, And I think that would have just been messy. They wouldn't have been able to have Caroline and Brandy, come together I don't know it's interesting I'm curious to see how they're going to edit this and what they're going to do with it um I just yeah so we got uh first looks at New Jersey and we got a first look at Beverly Hills okay I know everybody's excited about Beverly Hills there was a lot of, of good stuff that came out from BravoCon, they gave us an exclusive clip of an upcoming episode at Beverly Hills. They did with Jersey as well, and, and Teresa says that this is a good season of Jersey, and it feels like she'll get redemption. And there was nothing that interesting that came out of Jersey, to be honest. Margaret and, and Jackie had like a couple of clapback moments. It was broken up into two panels again, just like it was last year. So half the cast was on one panel, half the cast was on another panel. That was fine, whatever. Teresa and Jennifer, like at one point there was this like crazy fan that came up and she's like, Jennifer, why are you so far up Teresa's ass? And then Jennifer's like, what do you mean? Cash me outside. Cash me outside. And then Teresa's like, yeah, cash us outside. And so they both like got up and were all ruthless into this. I'm like, you guys, this is embarrassing. Like you're fighting with the fan. Like, first of all, why are we asking shady questions of the cast? Like if you're going to ask a Q&A question, like it should be a juicy question, but not like a mean shady question. I don't like that. I don't like when fans ask mean questions. Um, but Teresa and Jennifer were all like, um, like, what do you mean? What, like they were going to fight this girl. And then this girl felt all big and bad and people were clapping for the girl. And it was weird. I just think it's weird when you go to BravoCon and you like ask questions and they're like mean and shady like that. Like, why would you be like, you're literally like getting a tomato and throwing it up at somebody on stage. It's just not, it's weird, but whatever. Um, she had her moment and then Teresa and Jennifer had their moments. Like, I was like, why are you guys getting all crazy? Like, it's, it's literally just like a fan question, but so, okay, let's get into Beverly Hills because we get an exclusive for the Jersey 
clip that I that they showed was boring. It wasn't anything interesting. But the Beverly Hills one shows us a clip of the dinner from hell, right? Which is where Erica and Denise get into it. And apparently Kyle and Sutton get into it because Sutton seems to insinuate that Mauricio has been cheating on Kyle. And Kyle's like, what do you want from me? Because I guess Kyle bought herself a ring and she's been getting fit and she's been going to the gym. I've been up in the gym just working on my fitness. So on stage, though, and in interviews, obviously, Kyle was asked about Mauricio and on stage, because it was the on stage, and then there was an interview that she gave off stage that was actually pretty interesting. But so on stage, she got a little emotional about her marriage, basically saying that, like, this isn't the fairy tale happy ending that she thought that it was, um, or she thought that it was going to be, or hoped that it was going to be, which to me, just like, you can tell, you seeing her get choked up was, it just, you can tell that she's having a really hard time with this and she wants to make it work, but she also, I think, wants to leave him but doesn't know how to leave him because she wants to stay a family unit and she wants to stay strong for her girls. And obviously, she's been with Mauricio for, what, 27 years? Like, that's a long time, you know? Lisa Vanderpump was asked a lot about their marriage or their issues as well. And I have to say, Lisa can always be a little shady, Lisa Vanderpump, but in this case, in the interviews that she gave... She wasn't shady at all. She was actually, you know, very empathetic. And she's like, listen, it's not over until it's over, right? Marriages are hard. They're not always easy. You know, she's like, yeah, I've always heard rumors, but like rumors are just rumors. It doesn't make them true. And so I thought that that was very nice of of Lisa to give her a little bit of grace or to, you know, kind of not add fuel to that fire or be shady, understanding that, like, Kyle is going through a rough time. I hate that there are a lot of fans right now that are like, oh, look at Kyle, she's making herself the victim. She's making herself the victim. I don't think she's making herself the victim. She's literally going through a, well, here's the interesting thing. I was going to say she's going through a divorce only because in one of her interviews, and people are thinking that Kyle slipped up, she was talking about how she's had a really tough year. And she was talking about how this last year has really changed her because she lost one of her best friends to suicide. I remember they had that like gala supporting her friend that had passed away last, was it last year? End of last year, early this year. And they had that gala. And I think Morgan Wade went with her to that gala. And, you know, it was to raise awareness for, I believe, mental health and suicide prevention, um, which, you know, I just want to say that, like, if anybody is struggling with those thoughts, there is always help available. Like, you know, just know that as lonely as it gets or as hard as it gets, you always have someone. I know the Zach pack here is pretty, pretty, um, pretty solid. But so in her interview, she talks about, okay, she's like, I lost my friend to suicide. This year changed me. She's like going through my divorce. Like she used the word divorce, said going through my divorce was really challenging. And so I'm like, are they officially in the divorce process? This is the first time we've ever heard her use the word divorce. And I think it may have just been a slip. She didn't say going through my separation or going through my my marital issues or going through what I'm going through with my husband, the husband. Let's talk about the rumors. So the rumors are that Mauricio and Kyle are donezo. And she kind of seems to confirm it in this interview using the D word. It wasn't dick. She used the word divorce. Do you think it was like a slip up? Like an I used the wrong word accidentally? Or do you think it was like I didn't realize we haven't officially talked about it? It was just like a, like, was it an, I don't think it was an intentional slip up. I think it was a genuine slip up. But was it a misusing of the wrong word? Or was it, you know, she just didn't, she forgot that she hasn't announced the divorce officially yet i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know but it looks like they're probably in the process of it already like already on stage the panel looked good um the upcoming episode with Sutton and Kyle and them kind of going at it looks interesting. You see Anne-Marie there. Anne-Marie is definitely defending Kyle. I didn't know that Anne-Marie was Kyle's friend. So I guess that's how she's going to be introduced to us. And yeah. People are saying a Freudian slip. What is a, a Freudian slip? Freudian slip, an unintentional error regarding revealing a subconscious feeling. So you think that she is going through a divorce or she didn't mean true? You think she, okay. So people are saying that they think she meant separation. 
But listen, she did have a really tough year. I've seen people like leave these really nasty comments about like how she's making herself out to be the victim. I'm like, shit, she did lose one of her best friends and she is going through a separation. And, you know, maybe she is exploring herself, right? She just did Teddy Mellencamp's podcast, which I will say, Teddy Mellencamp is a smart woman. She was out there interviewing everybody and uploading the podcast episodes as they were coming in. I thought that that was really smart. I was like, you know what, Teddy, you do you. I'm sure she has a team that's helping her, though. And if she doesn't, good for her. No, she has to have a team that's helping her. This is why I was like, if I do BravoCon, like, it's going to be really challenging. But so it looked like Teddy like had her own hotel room that she had set up to go and... um tape interviews and she taped one with Kyle and Kyle talks about a new tattoo that she has. She's got another one. And apparently this new one is also like some, it's a, a, a four leaf clover, a three, th- four leaf clover, right? Those are the ones that are rare. So <sighs> new tattoo. She says that this new tattoo is something special and it's with someone significant to her. She did refer to this other person as significant. It is a woman. She kept saying she. I don't know if it's Morgan Wade, though, because she says that the reason she doesn't want to say who this person is is because this person hasn't told their family. I'm like, okay, they haven't told their family that they have a tattoo. Interesting. Weird. Don't know how I feel about that. Why are we getting more matching tattoos? Like, why are all of her tattoos matching tattoos? Like, what is this? Sisterhood of the Traveling Tattoos? Why is she getting all these matching tattoos with all these women? I guess it's a little different if she gets one with a man. But she's gotten another four-leaf clover tattoo that's to match with another woman. But she doesn't want to say who that woman is. She could have just said my friend. I don't get why she had to be so, like you know, weird about it. So, I don't know. But, I don't know. She's having a hard time going through her divorce. (sighs) All right. We also got a sneak peek at Erica Jane's new limited series. It's going to be a two-part series that's coming to Bravo. It's called Erica Jane, Bet It All on Blonde. And I think this looks really good as well. It shows the behind the scenes of her putting together her Vegas residency and picking up the pieces of her life, right? She talks about Tom and how, you know, he really blew up everybody's world. She's like, he hurt his family as well. She's like, there are a lot of people that have to pay for the mistakes that he made. A lot of people that are hurt in this. It's not to take away from the victims. It's not to like, let's not even go there. Which, if you are part of Members Only, I had some some tea that I revealed in the Members Only from, I think, two weeks ago. And I revealed that about the secret interview that I didn't drop and why I didn't drop it and how it relates to all of this. So if you are a member and you missed that one, I would suggest going back and listening to it because um, it was just, oof. But the Bet It All on Blanche looks good. It's coming this spring. I mean, I'm kind of hoping that they <laughs> they use a clip from my interview. I don't know. We'll see. Um, it doesn't come till spring, so I'm sure there's going to be a lot more stuff that they're going to have to do or put together um, for the show. I mean, it's only two parts, but I know they're really they're waiting until the spring to release it because I guess they're waiting until the end of this season of Beverly Hills because this season gets us all the way up to her announcement of the Vegas residency. So that I'm assuming after or as the season wraps, maybe in conjunction with the finale, maybe in conjunction with the reunions, they'll be able to release the Bet It All on Blonde limited series. But it's only two parts. But she looks great. And I think it's good. You know, you see her be vulnerable. You see her fight like it's a real redemption moment and good for her. I'm rooting for her. What else? Lindsay and Carl, they were kind of a hot moment, I think, like on Friday, because this was the first time they'd come together. Nobody's really making this out to be the big scandal situation that they did with, like, Ariana and Tom. Um, yeah, it was awkward. They talked a lot about each other and how awkward it was, because this was technically the first time they had to be brought together. Um, Heather McDonald was in Vegas as well. She went to watch what happens live, but so on, she was in Vegas doing her juicy scoop live show. Was it at Caesars or the Venetian? I don't know. It was somewhere. And she was there performing and she revealed that the earrings, remember the whole earrings debacle, right? And take it back um, to a couple months ago when her friend llamas, something llamas, she came out, And she was like, oh, my God, I let Heather these diamond earrings and they were $10,000 and Heather never gave me back the earrings. And apparently she lost one of the earrings, whatever. And then Jeff Lewis went on his radio show and he's like, she 
stole those earrings and that's a felony. And, you know, can you believe that she did that? And Heather was like, I didn't realize that these earrings were even that expensive. It's expensive to be me. Yeah, I lost one of them, but I didn't think it was that big. Like, why would you loan out $10,000 earrings to your friend? Like the Crystal Lamas, Crystal Lamas. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you guys. So Heather ended up paying Crystal or yeah, she or Krista, sorry, ended up paying Krista $3,000. She wrote her a check and she's like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize these earrings were that important to you. I didn't realize they were that expensive. Here's, you know, how many fucks do I give? Here's a check. Cash your check. And she said that Krista Lamas cashed the $3,000 check that Heather McDonald wrote to her for these earrings, right? Because Jeff Lewis called her out on the show. Then, because this all came out after her former uh, regular guest on her show, Justin Martindale, went on his podcast and he blasted Heather for all these things, right? So fast forward, Heather then reveals that she had the, the earrings appraised. This is like the Erica Jane scandal earrings, right? She had the earrings appraised. And apparently the earrings are only worth 100 bucks. So I'm like, mm. let's see. Somebody sent me. They were sending me all of this while I was in Vegas. Yeah. So there's a certificate of appraisal. And in it, it reveals the earrings were not $10,000, nor were they $3,000, but they were actually $100. That was the value of the earrings. One single gold-filled hoop earring prong set with 100, 159 round-cut white-color cubic zirconium. The single hoop earring weighs 7.1 grams with high-polish finish, appraised value $100. So I'm assuming this is one of the earrings. Remember, because she lost one of them on the beach. <sighs> John Pierre Jewelers appraisal, $100. So total, the earrings were $200. So if she paid $10,000 for uh, earrings that were worth 100 bucks, like, that's on you. You got scammed, girl. I was conned. I was lied to. So, hoof, hoof. Oof. Heather McDonald dropped the mic on that one. Like, boom. And I think she got two appraisals from what I remember hearing. I think she got two, one, yeah. So, total. Unless the other earring was worth, you know, nine grand, then I think, you know, that whole. But she's like, see, I told you these three people colluded, referring to Krista, Jeff, and Justin, that they were the ones that, you know, it was this takedown and she proved them all wrong. And good for her. What a mess is earring gate. I know. No shit. It really is a mess. So anyway, yeah, she did two appraisals. Thank you, Marie. Um, okay, so how I even got to Vegas. So because last time we spoke, right, guys, I was, well, there was a members only episode that came out on Friday, but there was the last time we did like a full episode was on Thursday. And I was like, I'm not going to BravoCon this week. And everyone's like, you have to go to BravoCon. You have to go to BravoCon. You have to go to BravoCon. And I was like, I'm not going to BravoCon. Like, I wanted to go. I wanted to have a panel. I wanted to moderate something. Like, I needed a gig that made it worth going, right? I was like, if it doesn't make sense to go, then I'm not going to go. Like, why am I going to, you know, they they had already sold out of tickets. Space was, like, super limited this year, especially when it came to press. Um, and I was just, like, flying out there and getting a hotel and then, you know, paying for – I mean, when you do Vegas, you do Vegas, right? Like, it's literally a vacation. And I'm like, can I, do I want to just take three, possibly four days off, not be able to tape the podcast? I'm like, it just, it doesn't make sense. Financially, it doesn't make sense. Like, yes, I could afford it, but it's like, I would rather be able to still, you know, work and tape the podcast. And you just realistically can't do that from Vegas. The Wi-Fi hotel, well, at least for what I do, right? Because I do a lot of video content. I do a lot of streaming content. Um, so to me, it just, it didn't make sense. I wouldn't be able to live stream from Vegas, at these big conventions, like cell reception isn't the best. Wi-Fi is terrible in hotels and casinos. So, it, or at least not good enough to do like quality live streams, right? So Friday, here at my apartment, chilling, getting ready to go to my mom's for dinner. And suddenly my manager, David, texts me and he's like, well... How do you feel about going to Bravo? How do you feel about going to Vegas? Not BravoCon specifically, but how do you feel about going to Vegas? And I was like, can I? I was like, I don't know. Should I? And basically an offer came in 
And I went to the last minute. I was like, okay, at 6 p.m. on Friday, I ended up booking a flight the next morning to fly to Vegas for less than 24 hours. Or I guess about 24 hours because I flew out at 7 and then I flew home at 7 on Sunday morning. So booked a last minute flight, dropped the dogs off at my mom's. I'm like, all right, they're going to stay with you for this weekend. I have to go to Vegas. Um because, you know, a bitch stays booked and busy. <laughs> I'm not going to turn down an offer. Um, so I'm very grateful. I want to give some love and some shout out, um, you know, for that opportunity. I was really excited. I got to go. I got to have a lot of fun in Vegas. Um, I didn't go to BravoCon specifically, but like there were so many other events that were happening, so many other meetups and creator events that I got to go to. I was on a party bus for Weight Watchers with Peter Madrigal. Um which was a lot of fun. Uh, I got to see some of my friends there. Giorgio says, um, I saw a lot of, a lot of my friends there. Um, I got to go to this really fun party that the real housewives of politics was putting on. That was fun. It was like a great, it was at the, um, the chandelier at the cosmopolitan hotel. And then they had like a little private after party up in the, the, uh, penthouse. I was like, Oh my God, like this is a fun vibe. Everything was so last minute. Literally got to Vegas. I actually ended up um, meeting up and hanging out with N-Dub. You guys know N-Dub. She's always in the live chat. So we have N-Dub. This is a picture of us at the Housewives of Politics party that they were hosting with me. And uh, this is me and N-Dub and Ryan Bailey. So got to Vegas. And I literally was like texting people. I'm like, surprise, I'm in Vegas. What's happening? What are the events? What are the parties? Like, what am I doing? Um, I had one thing that I was booked to go and do and, and you know, fulfill my commitments. Um Again, very grateful for a check. Um, but I um, was like trying to text everyone and see what was going on. And then luckily end up lives in Las Vegas. And so we met up. We went to Vanderpump Cocktail Garden at Caesars Palace because I went. I was like, OK, BravoCon's at Caesars. I'm going to book my room at Caesars Palace because that's where it's at. Only to find out it wasn't at Caesars Palace. It was at Caesars Forum, which is like a block away or like a, it, it was not close. It was a very we spent like a good 45 minutes just walking around Caesar's Palace trying to find BravoCon and then you know eventually it was it was an adventure it was like a, a hidden maze but eventually we found where BravoCon was and I got to see a lot of people I got to hang out with a lot of people um see a lot of friends the so we went to Vanderpump Garden which you know I had my my send it to Daryl send it to Daryl I had my send it to Daryl merch on. I was living my living my best life. I'm living my best life. Then I got to do the party bus with Peter from Vanderpump Rules, which was a lot of fun. Thanks to Weight Watchers. They had a points party bus. So we all got to go on the party bus and hang out with Peter. On the party bus, he did, we got to ask him a lot of like questions. He had made some cocktails that were points friendly. So if you are doing Weight Watchers, you can still be able to to drink you can what what is it have your cake and eat it too but in this case it'd be have your cocktail and sip it too which always a good time so he had crafted some cocktail recipes that were points friendly or lower in points that way you know you can still enjoy yourself or not feel guilty about being able to like indulge and so that was really fun we got to taste the cocktails that was like a gin cocktail and then there was a chardonnay cocktail which i thought was funny um because you know i'm known for for throwing the shard so, yeah, it, it was fun. We got to play games. Zachary Reality was also on the bus. He's going to be at my show at the Bourbon Room on November 19th. He was he was the one that was, like, keeping the party going. He was like, let's play games. Let's do this. And I'm like, who do you trust here the least? Like, I wanted to, I, you know, I bring chaos. And so I was asking the shadier questions. But he was very much, like, getting everybody, like, pumped and, like, let's get this party bus going. So that was really fun. Um, had a good time there. What else do we do? Oh, I got to go to a fun meetup with Emily D. Baker. She was doing a meetup with the Bravo Docket Girls. So I got to meet them for the first time, which was great. I was like, oh, my God. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. Um, I love your content because we all, you know. I mean, I considered like them, to Emily and the Bravo Docket, like up here. And I'm like down here with my legal coverage. But I do, I, you know, I feel like I'm on that roster. I do some good legal deep dives. I've had some good legal cases that I've, you know covered so it was nice i would love to do a collab with the bravo docket um i've collabed with emily a million times she you know was in one of my live shows in nashville last year love emily glad that i got to see her because she's just a total gem 
Um, and then, yeah, got to hang out, you know, obviously Giorgio, Gaze by Bravo, or sorry, Bravo by Gaze, Bravo by Gaze is Larry, got to see Larry, he was a lot of fun, um, Bravo by Brett was there, uh, Christian Gray Snow I got to see and hang out with, Ryan Bailey, as I mentioned, I got to hang out with, it was a good time, like, we lived life. I crammed so much into that very short window. Martinis with Eddie. Oh, my God. You guys, you know how we're always, like, clapping back at each other on Twitter? And, you know, we're, like, frenemies on Twitter. It was fun to actually, like, hang out. He's a good guy. You know, he's he's a lot of fun. And I know we are cheeky with it on, on Twitter. But he's a good time. He's fun. So, yeah. I saw the husband. Let's talk about the husband. I saw the husband. I'm sure somebody's going to screen grab this and send it to them. I don't give a fuck anymore. Um, I didn't run into Adam at all. I didn't see him at all. Um, I know other people that did and were telling me about their experiences, which, you know. Um, but I didn't interact. I didn't have any interactions with him. But at the um, the Bravo Docket meetup, uh, the husband was there. And I was like, I need to make, I, I will make sure I keep a healthy distance six feet apart, right? Don't want another pandemic. We're going to stay six feet apart. Somebody get the get the ruler. So there was no drama with that. I have no drama to report on that, but it was, you know, it was fun. And then I ended up posting a photo because you can, in one of the photos that I took, you can see him in the background. Um, I mean, I was nice enough to cover his face, but, you know, I was still a little cheeky, cheeky with it. I was like, listen, I kept a healthy distance from the husband. Just want everybody to know no husbands were stolen in Vegas this weekend. Nobody was stolen in Vegas this weekend. So. Oh, I did not see Kempire Marianne Stout. I, listen, it was like in and out, in and out, in and out. I literally got on a 7 a.m. flight, flew there, got straight to Caesars Palace, um, checked into my hotel room. Thank God they were able to get me a hotel room because it was like eight in the morning. I didn't get to see Donna either. Um, I tried, we tried to meet up, but Donna was all over the place and I was all over the place. And it was just, you know, you didn't say hi to the husband. No, I didn't say hi to the husband. Well, could you imagine if I said hi? To, I already tried that once at the bourbon room and that did not go as planned. Um, that trying to say hi to the husband was just not gonna, not gonna work guys. Not going to work. Um, what else? What else? What else? No, I didn't watch any shows or panels. We tried to. Okay, so we actually got tickets for Saturday night for Watch What Happens Live. Because I was like, okay, we have this House as a Politics event. I have the party bus. Um, you know, we're doing all these things. So let's go to a taping at 10 o'clock of Watch What Happens Live. And so did you see Swamp Monster? Swamp Monster wasn't there. She didn't go to, no, she did not go to Vegas. She was in her swamp out in Florida. Um, I know that because there was, I guess she was like trying to book people to, um, she's trying to book people to like do collabs from BravoCon on her channel or something. And like, here's the thing. It's just, it's not easy and it's not realistic. Um, it's hard. It's challenging. I'll say that it's challenging and you're pulled in so many different directions. You know, you're talking to so many different people and then you're drinking. So then you're getting lit. So it's, it's challenging. That's why if you see me in all of my photos, let me actually address it, address that, that the elephant in the room. So first of all, loved my outfit, right? I had the ugly leather pants. I had my black Louboutin boots. I had a cute little simple shirt and my white blazer. Um, I thought I was killing it. A little Gucci belt, which funny Sandoval ended up wearing the exact same belt with a white blazer his was a short blazer but he was also like it was a cropped blazer that he was wearing I was like oh great me and Sandoval are matching yay um but listen I thought I looked hot and I did why am I bringing oh the sunglasses so I wear sunglasses at these events because when there's so many like I get so, people think that I'm super social but I like get super like socially I have like social anxiety and I like uh you know I just I don't know I'm not I'm not as I'm, I'm more of an introvert than I am an extrovert. I think when a camera's on me or when I have to work or when I do that, that's when I'm a lot more, you know, extroverted. And I think it's because that's part of my job um, so that when it's not or when, you know, you need to tone it down a bit. It's kind of like it's my safety shield. It's literally like my shield where I'm like, I think I heard Khloe Kardashian talk about it. Where she says that she likes to wear sunglasses because she feels like if you can't see her eyes, then like you can kind of keep the guard up a little bit. I know I'm weird like that, but um, yeah, I just I hate going to events alone. Like I just I'm so 
like uh, it just it makes me anxious um so i'm glad i had to end up there i was like i don't know what i would have done i would have, like hid in my hotel room and like done absolutely nothing um and luckily we got to paint the town red but anyway so we got tickets to watch what happens live for the 10 p.m uh taping that night and i was like that's gonna be wild because we're gonna do the 10 p.m taping and then we immediately have to go to uh, i immediately have to g- jump on a plane the next morning but so we end up at the last minute finding out that the tickets we got on StubHub were not actual. They were scams. It was a scam. I was conned. I was lied to. So we didn't end up going to watch what happens live because they were not real tickets, which was a bit of a bummer. But it's okay. I feel like we got enough in. We got to live life. We got to have fun. Fun, fun, fun. Fun, fun, fun. I love that about you, Zach. When I'm out in a big group, I always feel that way too. See? Yeah, I do it so people don't watch my eyes. See, that's another good point, Keely. You don't want people to see when you're when they're judging you. But listen, the 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 glasses worked. The vibe, the outfit, it was you know it was giving. It was chic. I was killing it. I was like, yes, yes, no fake tickets. How rude! I know. That's what I said. I was conned. Yeah, people listen, but that happens all the time. Luckily, StubHub was able to kind of fix it um, and not let it be. A thing, the thing, thing, thing. Hi. So, yeah. The rumors about the husband. Which is funny. I think Meredith Marks also got to do a, um, got to do a little, um, or I guess Brooks tweeted out that someone came up to her and said, the rumors and then, or the, yeah, the rumors and the nastiness. And that Meredith Marks replied, and she finished the line. I don't remember what the end of the line was. Um, Kempire live stream of Real Houses of Beverly Hills was unwatchable. It was pretty much side view of a large screen. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. Like, it's hard to tape content. Like, I listen, if he was able to put anything out, good for him. But, like, yeah, it's hard to put content out when you're actually there. Because then a lot of people, you're talking to a lot of people and you're taking photos and you're, you know, wanting to go to this activation and that activation and go here and go there. And, like, you're pulled in so many different directions that it's exhausting. I was glad that I got to do one and then, you know, one day and come on back. And look at I was the second I got off the plane, I was right here taping the Vanderpump Rules episode. And here we are taping this episode. I had to go get the dogs. I had to, you know, I got my morning workout in. Like, I'm just... I stay going, 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 going. Boom. So that's what the tea from BravoCon. That's the Kyle tea and the Mauricio tea. She slipped up about the divorce. She cried on stage, which was really sad. That was, you know, we got the earrings from Heather McDonald, the appraisal. So Vegas should be fun, fun, fun. But everyone was like, see, I knew you were going to Vegas. And I was like, I didn't. I literally didn't know until hours before I had to board a flight. Oh, and here's the other thing. I booked my flight. Thank God I found a flight that was only $44 from LAX to Las Vegas. I did not fly Spirit. I don't fuck with Spirit. Um, What did I fly? JetBlue, which is fine. Um, Flew JetBlue, got to go to Vegas. Flight was $44, and then I ended up getting, like, some – like additional upgrades, like priority, whatever. And then it, I think total ended up being like 75 bucks. And I was like, sweet, 75 bucks for a trip to Vegas. Let's go, baby. First thing tomorrow morning, done. And then I booked my flight back at the same time. But again, we were literally getting ready to leave to go to my mom's for dinner. And so I'm sitting here and I'm trying to like book my flights and, you know, make sure everything's solid. Um, and, and listen, you know, Josh and I were a little lit. So, <laughs> um, but so I was trying to get it done before we had to go to dinner and I ended up booking my return flight for what I thought was Sunday, right? Sunday, Sunday evening, I thought is what I was going to be flying home from Las Vegas back to LA. Cause also same price, about 75 bucks to fly back home. And I was like, perfect, sweet, done. Right. And then I finally, I'm on the plane and I'm getting ready to take off to Vegas. And I was like, Oh, like I should probably check into my flight now or let me see when I can check into it or whatever. And so I pulled it up and it said, you're not allowed to check in for another six days. And I was like, six days? And then I went and looked at the confirmation from Delta and found out that I had booked a return flight for next Friday, not this Sunday. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not staying in Vegas until next Friday. That's crazy. Um, So yeah, that's what we're not doing. (laughs) 
So I ended up having, thank, thankfully, it was still within the 24-hour window. And so I was able to cancel my Delta flight. And then I got a Southwest flight home on Sunday. It was a little more expensive. Um, you know, it's expensive to be me. But that's what happens when you don't pay attention to what you're booking. And then you end up having to, you know, fly home on Southwest, which I hated, by the way. Their terminal was awful. And their, like, it, there was just nothing exciting about the Vegas terminal at, at, at Southwest. And their boarding system is so confusing. I kept getting yelled at by the woman because she was, they have letters and then they have numbers and then they have little sections that you're supposed to stand in. I didn't know how it fucking worked. And I had a double bloody Mary and I was just tired. Right. I didn't get back to my hotel until like closer to one. And then I was up at four, four thirty. Um, so confusing, like the most confusing thing ever. I didn't understand how the boarding system worked because I was like, okay, we have A and then we're supposed to have B and I'm B, but I don't know, like, am I A? Because I'm a number, like, shouldn't it be like A, 1 through 50, B, 51 through 70, C, 71 through 100, whatever, right? No, they have the same numbers for every, it was confusing. And I kept trying to board and she's like, it's not your turn to board yet. And I was like, Okay, fine. And then I tried to board again. She's like, it's not your turn to board yet. And I was like, what? When is it my time? to? Can you just call my name, please? Say my name, say my name. And then I get on the plane. I'm like, wait, what? where am I seating? Like, where am I supposed to sit? And then I turn to one of the flight attendants. I'm like, excuse me, can you help me find my, like, what is my seat? Is my seat number 49? And she's like, oh, no, it's a free-for-all. You just sit wherever you want to sit. And I was like, what? What is this, the Wild West? We just sit wherever we want to sit? No, not today, Satan. Not today, neck. Not today, ankles. I was like, that's not efficient. This is not, I don't like this. And then I was like, okay. And then I see that there's an aisle seat and I love an aisle seat. And so I was walking over to go and get the aisle seat and I get my bag and I put it in the overhead compartment and then I'm about to sit down. And then the guy's like, oh, no, 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 somebody's sitting there. And I was like, oh. And then at that point I looked up and I was like, well, I'm not taking my bag back down and I'm not walking further on this plane. So I was like, you know what? Cool. I'm just going to sit in the middle. So I took the middle seat and then I'm glad I took the middle seat because I realized somebody wasn't sitting in the aisle seat. Nobody was sitting in that aisle seat. His friend was probably in group fucking C who came on the, the, the plane later was saving the seat. He put his headphones on the seat and he was saving it. And I was like, oh, I didn't know we were allowed to save seats, sir. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna spread my arms nice and wide and feel good about taking this middle seat. And I'm going to take up all my room. <clears throat> and I did. Because I'm petty like that. And after I got yelled at by the woman outside, I was like, Mm-mm, not today, Satan. Not today, neck. Not today, ankles. We about to do this. I came to cause chaos. I'm going to cause chaos. He just wanted to sit next to you. No, he didn't want to sit next to me. He didn't want anybody to sit next to me. <sighs> it's just... And up says, oh, my God, I die when I hear first time Southwest flight experiences. Yeah, I've, I've never like, like, listen, I feel like if I have to fly Southwest again in the future, at least I'm a little more prepared and I'll come with my Karen shoes on. I'll have my, you know, I'll be a little more ready to lock down, take down both armrests. I did, Amy. You better believe I did. You better red recognize I did it. Mm. Now you know why the ticket was so cheap. Sorry, Marianne, it wasn't cheap. It was actually an expensive ticket back. I thought it was cheap. Delta, I fly all the time. That one was $75, but I booked it for the wrong day. So I had to find another last minute flight back from Vegas to LA. This was one of the cheapest ones. I think it was like $215, which I mean, it's still, considering I only spent $75, it was like two something to fly home from Vegas to LA. <sighs> it was, it was a time. It was a time to be alive. So yeah, it, that was a very expensive middle seat. Okay. <sighs> Didn't even have a seat assignment. Confusing boarding system. I was just like, Oof. I'm glad I had my sunglasses on that morning because I was so embarrassed getting yelled at so many times and having to keep getting back in line. She's like, it's not your turn. It's not your turn. It's not your turn. I'm like, bitch, try me one more time. Tell me one more time. It's not my turn and it will be my turn. You should contact Kempire. He left Vegas and is in California. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know Kemp. Well, let me, I mean, I can DM him. Um, I would love to work with Kempire. I would love to do a collab with him or even just grab a drink with him and be like, hey, I know we don't know each other very well, but like, why not try to? 
All right, guys. Well, that's that's what I got for you. That's what I got for you. How do you, how do they even decide whose turn it is when there are no seat assignments? Well, I guess group A gets to board, and so they get to go on the plane, and then they get the priority of selecting whatever seats that they want to select, and then, but it was group A, and then it was military, and then it was, you know, women and children, and then it was all the homeless and the toothless, and then finally we got to B, and I was B49, which I thought, okay, I was like, was "Was that my seat number? I was like, well, that doesn't really make sense. It's confusing. I don't recommend it. I just, I don't recommend it. I'm sorry, I don't. It's not very efficient. I'm going to stick to Delta. There we go. Oh, okay. Bear doesn't drink. Oh, well, that's not fun. It's okay. We can grab coffee. Is he in LA or he's just in California? California. California. All right. Well, that's all I got for you guys. Oh, we got a new member. Crystal became a member of the Zach Pack. Get it, Crystal. We also have Dora Rodriguez, who sent a super sticker. Thank you, Zach, for updating us on the Housewives of Podcasters. Dun, 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 dun. Thank you, Dora. All right. <laughs> Women and children. Well, there was something about that. I guess little children or young children. I don't know. It was something. I love Southwest. You need to just check in immediately when you get the notifications so you can get an A-B boarding groups. Well... I checked in as soon as I bought the ticket, Mallory. I was like immediately, because again, remember I booked, I had to like buy, it was less than, I booked that ticket in less than 24 hours. So in less than 24 hours of leaving Vegas that, you know, I just kind of stuck. But I mean, it could have been worse, right? I could have accidentally gotten locked out of my hotel room and the front desk manager could have been really mean to me and didn't want to give me a hotel to my hotel room, even though it's my hotel room. And then I had to go walk down the strip and find another hotel that was like a low budget motel that had bed bugs. Could have been worse, right? Uh, you did what you could, Zach. I also hate a middle seat. I didn't mind because it, it was, it wasn't just like a middle seat out of like, like, Oh, there were no other seats. It was a middle seat out of spite. I was so happy to be like, mm. You want to fuck with my, you want to play with, not today, not today. (sighs) All right, guys, I love you. I appreciate you. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. Oh my God. I was about to wish you a wonderful weekend, but we just got back from a weekend because today's Monday. Here we go. All right. Ready? Here we go. Speeding up. I'm in the show. I'm always in the zone. Um, all right. Guys, bet it all on blonde. Bet it all on this platinum blonde at the Bourbon Room in Hollywood on November 19th. Ryan Bailey confirmed that he's going to be joining the show as well. So we're going to open up the show with the Tea Spillers panel. It's going to be me, Donna Bowling, the Brav Bros, and Ryan Bailey on one panel. Then we're going to cycle that out. And then we're going to play some games with my boys. We got Faces by Bravo. We got Jeff Epstein. We got Evan Rio. We got Zachary Reality. And we got Josh from Louisiana on stage with me to play some games. And then I have some special guests that I'll be doing an interview with to close out the show. So get your tickets now at nofilterlive.com. That's nofilterlive.com. You can always keep up with me at Just Plain Zach all over the interwebs, all over the internet at Just Plain Zach. Follow the podcast at No Filter with Zach and stay tuned because it's going to get fun. It's going to be get lit. It, it. Get your tickets to my No Filter Friendsgiving night out November 19th at the Bourbon Room. Get your tickets now at nofilterlive.com. I will be doing a VIP. So the VIP tickets come with a pre-show meet and greet, but it's also going to be a private Q&A. So smaller intimate group. I will be doing a one-on-one unfiltered Q&A, chatting with everybody. Get your tickets down.